The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I am the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 230. How the hell are you doing, you bastards? <laughs> well, folks, I'm actually recording this a little early on Sunday for two reasons. One, this is the only time I can actually do it because there are going to be a lot of people milling around the house and making noise outside having a block party and I think it's wonderful to have a block party you know let everybody get together and have a good time enjoy each other's company but I have to be honest with you there's a downside and the downside hit me today because I got in late last night because I was doing some stuff working on some stuff and I wanted to sleep in late like most human beings want to do on Saturday but I didn't get a chance to do that crap why because there's a block party damn it I'm finally getting into REM sleep and I hear my door being banged on and I'm thinking something horrible happened. Maybe somebody got hit by a car. Maybe something, you know, maybe there's police outside. I don't know. Maybe a fugitive ran through the block and they want to let everybody know, stay in the house. And I walk outside and it's someone telling me I got to move my car at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. There are times sometimes when someone asks you something when it's just an innocuous thing, not really a big deal under normal circumstances. But in this particular time, they ask you to do that thing and you want to slap the crap out of them. Well, this is one of those times I wanted to slap the crap out of them. Quite frankly, when the door opened and I saw it was someone that I waking me up for something, as it turned out, was kind of important, but could have waited another hour or two or four. I wish I had a gun. Okay, I do not wish I had a gun. Okay, I do wish I had a gun. Okay, I do not wish I had a gun. So I smiled and said, sure, I'll move my car. No problem. I forgot all about the block party. No problem. (laughs) And closed the door and actually went online to look up curse words that were worse than the curse words I already know. So I can then use those curse words to say curse words about the person who inspired me to look up curse words and then say curse words. Yeah, that's right. Then I got dressed and went outside, got in the car, the mighty Toyota Camry, and moved the mighty Toyota Camry to a spot, which is really difficult to do in the morning because there's usually not enough spots to begin with. You know, it's usually kind of like musical chairs to begin with where I live because, you know, like I just said, not enough spots. You know, it's really frustrating to come back to your place when you're tired and you want to go to sleep and some jackass is parked in your spot. But people don't normally park in my spot anymore. Why? Because they know I will hunt them down like dogs and make them move their car. But I digress. So as I'm moving my car, I go, all right, what are we going to do now? I decide, eh, I'm already outside. I might as well go to the store and grab a couple of things. It's not like I can park in front of my freaking house, right? <laughs> go to the store, get some stuff, and here's where the interesting part car happens. <laughs> I'm going to another store to get something to eat, not the stuff that I got from the supermarket, something I can eat right now. And as I'm parking the mighty Toyota Camry, I look out the window and what do I see walking down the street? A beautiful sister. Oh, yeah. 
wearing a tight dress, double oh yeah, and see someone who really, really can get away with wearing a tight dress, infinity oh yeah. And I'm sorry right now, I'm going to say some things the way that a man's brain works inside his head. It doesn't come out normally if he's an intelligent man, but it does go on inside the head, but it doesn't come out if he's smart. And I'm telling you right now, I apologize to the young lady for momentarily objectifying her. But the only thing that came to mind was two words, delicious buttocks, because yes, she had a delicious buttocks. It was such a delicious buttocks that I forgot to put the club on my car and I had to actually step back into the car to put the club on the car because I didn't want somebody to steal the mighty Toyota Camry. And I'm hoping and praying that she's actually going to go into the store that I'm going to go into because even from across the street, I can see she has a delicious buttocks. And then she turns sideways toward me to motion to the person she's talking to on her cell phone. And I notice not only did she have a delicious buttocks, she also had delicious chest yummies. And being the evolved man that I am, I thought, yum. She walks into the store that I'm going into, and I'm very, very happy about that because now I'm going to have an opportunity to get a close look at her. But not in the leering, disgusting way that I was just doing, more in a sly way where I look across the aisle and look at things that I don't really care about because I know that by looking at those things, I'll have to turn my head past her to look at her delicious buttocks and delicious chest yummies. And I'm telling you right now, I was not thinking any impure thoughts. I definitely wasn't thinking about how wonderful her chest yummies would look covered in whipped cream and how wonderful her delicious buttocks would look covered in chocolate pudding. (laughs) I'll change the subject now. This is getting weird. And I'm sitting there going, she's a dream woman. Everybody has a kind of person that you find attractive at the highest level. And you you normally, you just kind of look at them from afar and you don't say anything. But if you really think about it, if you're single and you see that dream person, you should at least go over there and talk to them if you have an opportunity to. And I said, I got to take a shot because even if she blows me off, it doesn't really matter. I wasn't jumping on top of her anyway. But if the one in a hundred chance happens and she thinks I'm cute, which I don't blame her, then of course I'll get an opportunity to get it on with her. And I really want to get it all with her. Why? Because she's a dream woman with delicious buttocks and delicious chest yummies. So I walk over to her and you can tell within about five to ten seconds whether or not somebody finds you cute or attractive or anything like that. And I'm hoping to get those signals. I'm not in the best shape right now. I'm in better shape than I was a month ago and not as good and not as in good a shape as I'll be six months from, from now or completely finished getting in shape in nine months. But I look a lot better than I did then and I'm feeling a little more confident. And I walk up to the dream woman. And she turns around and she's even, she's as pretty as she is delicious when the buttocks and chest yummy area. Sorry to objectify her, but that's what's going on in my brain. It doesn't come out of my mouth, but it's going on in my brain. And I'm in a, at the age now where I'm looking for girlfriends. I'm not just looking to take someone to Bang City. Although I damn sure want to take it to Bang City. And I'm talking to her. I walk up to her. She's The person she's on the phone with is on hold, has her on hold. So she notices me, and I walk by her, and she smiles at me, and her eyes twinkle, and she gives me the up-down look, and I now know she thinks I'm cute. Oh, yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get a chance to take it to Bang City, but it does mean that it, it, doesn't mean, it also means I'm absolutely not out of the question that I'm going to get to take her on a trip to Bang City. She smiles and she does the little thing and the little look. And then the person on the phone is talking to her, but she's still looking at me while talking to them. And then she starts looking to the person on the phone and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I don't want to interrupt her phone conversation, but I am definitely going to try to talk to her before I leave. And I order my food. 
and I look back at her, and she's looking, she's taking a quick look at me, and I look back at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm thinking about yes. I'd like to put some chocolate pudding on her buttocks and whipped cream on her chest yummies. And I probably said that. I know I already said that. I know I already said that. But as many times as I said it, multiply that by 8 million. That's how many times I thought it. So the guy behind the counter is trying to give me small talk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bobby, what kind of sandwich do you want, Bobby? Well, I would like to have this type of sandwich with this kind of condiments and this kind of crap. And I look back at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me. And then she's looking back at the person on the phone and I'm looking back at the guy that I'm talking to. And then I take a quick look back at her and then she starts to smile. And then she starts to shoot words at me. You know, somebody is talking to someone else, but they're making it a point to to highlight specific words for your benefit. They're shooting those words at you like arrows, like arrows from Cupid. They want you to hear those specific words to pique your interest. And she doesn't realize she doesn't know that my interest is as peaked as it's going to get. My interest is so peaked that if I turn around quickly right now, I will knock several things off of shelves that are around waist level high. (laughs) That's right. Bonerville which is right next to Bank City. (laughs) (laughs) So she's talking and she's throwing these, she's shooting these words at me like arrows. She's on the phone and she's trying to hide her conversation, but she's making it a point to let those words and she's always thinking, with me being single. I just got back from the doctor. I'm I'm in perfect health. I had all my screenings and everything's great. Looking for a relationship. Oh, I like guys who have a little weight on them. And big dimples. And I'm like, yeah, I like women. And I just like women. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm letting her finish her conversation. It sounds like her conversation's about to finish up. And she's already shot those words at me, all those love arrows. And I stood right in front of them and let them hit the bullseyes. Oh, yeah. And she's finishing up her conversation. Oh, yeah. And as soon as she finishes up that conversation, she's going to begin another conversation. And that conversation's going to be with me. And that conversation's going to lead us to a car. And that car's going to take us on a long trip to Bank City. So I go around and I'm picking up some other things off of the shelves, some of the things that I need from this particular place while I wait for the brother behind the counter to finish making my grub. And then all of a sudden she notices, she probably didn't, she didn't see me because obviously I was on the other side of that counter, of the aisle rather. And now that she's not seeing me and she's not using that voice, all of a sudden I start to hear another voice come out of the woman who's gorgeous with the yummy chest yummies and the delicious chocolate buttocks. And she's saying, and another, th- let me tell you something right now. That's why I'm single now. Okay. That's why I'm single right now. Okay. Cause there's no way in the world I'm going to let that N word get away with that crap. Okay. I told that bastard he better be home by 6.07. And he, I mean, six o'clock, yeah, six o'clock. That's why six o'clock. I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Six o'clock. He comes home at 6.07. Oh. Seven. Does six oh seven sound like six o'clock? When I told him to be home at six o'clock, if he comes home at six or seven, why'd he take seven extra minutes? He was probably with that bitch. And that's why I stabbed him. That long pause happened in real life in my brain. Because as she's as I heard the word stab, 
I started to see the, the images in my mind of the whipped cream removing itself from her chocolate, or the delicious breasts, and the chocolate pudding removing itself from her delicious buttocks and going back into the package. Oh, no. Well, maybe she was just speaking metaphorically. Maybe she didn't stab her. Maybe she was just kidding. Maybe she's going to start laughing, and then the big, but she's not laughing. And now she, I don't know, maybe it hit her cheek, but all of a sudden I can hear her friend on the other end of the line. Well, girl, you know, I don't even know why you bothered to, to, to stab him. I mean, it was like, you know, it's like he's not, he's not, he's kind of a scary guy. You know, he can't fight or anything like, I don't care if he can't fight. If he can't fight, he should have, he better fight. He should have fought his ass home by six o'clock when I said, and I said, and that's why I shot at him. She stabbed him and shot at him. Oh. I believe me, I'm not trying to go back in jail for attempted murder again. You know, if it wasn't for that technicality, I would be in there right now. But all I'm saying is, the next guy I go out with, if I tell him to be home at 6 o'clock, and he comes home at 6 o'clock in one second, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's going to get it worse than that guy got. Oh, no. If I didn't hear that conversation, that guy could have been me. I actually work far away from where I live sometimes. You know, when I go back out on the road in 2017, I'm going to be doing shows, which means sometimes I'll be gone for a week or two at a time. And if she stabs and shoots a guy for being seven minutes late, if I'm coming back, say I'm doing a gig an hour outside of the house, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to drive to that and drive back. What about there's traffic? What about she says, well, let's see, the gig, the show ends at 12 o'clock. I'll give you a half an hour to say goodbye to everybody, and that means that you should be home by 1.30, 1.35 at the latest. And what about I show up at 1.45? She already stabbed and shot a guy for seven minutes. What if I'm an hour late? What if there's a traffic jam? What if there's one of those traffic jams that is that exists long enough to cause a traffic snarl but doesn't raise to the level of being reported to the news. That happens all the time. And she will be checking the news reports and there's going to be nothing said about it and I'll come home and say that there was a traffic jam. I ain't have no damn traffic jam on the news. And all of a sudden... She goes upstairs, she comes back downstairs, she's got a helmet on, and then she's holding an RPG and going, you should have came home early, you bastard, while playing Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night by Tony Braxton in the background, which is the kind of song you should be banging to, not shooting RPGs at people too. Oh no. And here's the thing, now that I've decided as much as I would like to put whipped whipped cream on a delicious chest yummies and chocolate pudding on a delicious buttocks, I realize I can't do it with this lady because she's nuts. Now, this isn't gender-specific, ladies. I'm only only talking about this particular lady because I'm a dude and I date women. But if I was a lady and the dudes do the same kind of crazy crap, you want to do something with the dude and all of that crap, and then you're trying to deal with the dude and you do something innocuous and he goes all nutso on you and starts acting like a nutcase, well, you know what it's like. You know what it's like when you see a dude, you think he's cute, and something happens that lets you know damn well that this is not somebody you want to deal with, but you've already started the flirt machine, and now you got to figure out a way to turn the flirt machine off and get the hell out of there well that's the situation that i was in because she's standing too close to the damn front door for me to get out of there without having to deal with this babe and i don't want her to see the car that i get in oh no hey poppy your sandwich is ready man okay why did you have to yell at you see me standing there you could have waved is what i'm thinking the bastard so she starts to ease back toward the counter knowing that cute and thick namely me is back then she wants to flirt some more because now she wants to find her next victim and i'm going oh no black widow spider you ain't biting my head off hell no so i grab my sandwich and then the guy goes oh i thought it's not really ready baba you would what did you want in the sandwich i'm going thanks a lot pal for locking me into this spot 
I could have just grabbed the sandwich and got the hell out of there for Nutcase McGee gets back here and now I'm stuck back here and she's going to come back and I don't want to be hypnotized by her delicious breasts and delicious buttocks and go, you know what, maybe I can bang her a couple of times before she goes nuts, but I know how good I am at banging and once I bang them, they're banged. <laughs> That's true. Shut up. So he goes, oh, you want to do a ketchup? I said, yeah, ketchup. Put the ketchup on real quick. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, okay, hold on. I got to make, I got to catch this phone call. You got to make a phone. It's a fucking sandwich. Put the ketchup on the goddamn sandwich. Put the fucking bread down, wrap it up, and hand it to me. Shit, just hand it to me like that. I don't give a fuck. Get me out of here, you bastard. And another thing, oh, hey, person on the phone. Hey, you know what? Why don't you make it a point to, I'm going to want you to repeat everything you just said. I know I could have just put the top of slice of bread on this man's sandwich, cut it, wrapped it up, and handed it to him while putting you on hold. But seeing as how he's in a really bad position i want to make sure that this takes as long as possible so i can make him have to stand here as the crazy woman comes back to him and he can't avoid it which is exactly what he wanted to do okay let me hang up now and then take too long to make his sandwich click (laughs) so she's on the phone and she's easing luckily for me she's trying to be sexy as she eases towards me you know she's doing a thing where she reaches up to get something and she's sticking out her boobs and looking at me and smiling like don't you want to slurp on these boobs and I'm going yes I would like to slurp on those boobs but not at the expense of getting shot 40 times and then she bends over to get something and she wasn't just bending over to get something she was bending over to show me how delicious her buttocks was even though I've already known that the buttocks are delicious because nobody needs to bend over something and look back up at you and smile I know what you're doing and I want to I I really want to but I'm not doing it. I'm not banging. I want to bang you, but I'm not going to do it. Damn it. I'm not doing it. And I get my sandwich from takes too long. And I grab, that's what I should call him. Sandwich takes too long. Cause it took too long for the damn sandwich this time. The bastard. I grab my sandwich. And I go, Hey, um, where's the salt? Hey, the salt is in the, over there, man. And I get the salt and the salt is over there, man. The salt is over there. And I go get the damn salt. I get the salt. I get the salt. And I very slyly go up to the cash register, and she's back there. She's she's looking at the guy behind the counter. She's giving him the light flirt. She really wants to bang me, but she's giving him the light flirt because she's super attractive and wants whatever kind of whatever. And she's looking at me, and then she's looking in the person, and then the person on the phone says something that makes her angry again. And what did that mother sucker say? And while she's yelling into the phone, I grab my stuff and I ease out the front door. And there's a big bell on the front door of that place that goes bing 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 when people go back in. And I got news for you. It did not go bling, 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 bling when I went out. I eased out that door the same way that Neo avoided bullets in the Matrix. I did all sorts of body contortions to make sure my big ass got out that door without making that body, without making that doorbell ring. And I was so good at getting out that door. The only thing that didn't happen next was, was Morpheus from the Matrix standing outside watching me contort my body to get out of that door without that bell ringing and going, Did you see the way it's Anthony? got out of that door without making the bell ring and having that woman who's very violent follow him to the front door most men could not have gotten out of that door in fact no other man could have gotten out of the door that way he is the one and then i put on my black trench coat put my sunglasses on and flew off into the sunset (laughs) no i did not i just walked across the street got into the mighty toyota camry and drove back Something tells me right now she's probably walking around that store beating the shit out of those guys because I ain't there to bang. Well, guess what, honey? I'm not going back to that store for like three years just in case you're sitting there because you're nuts. So I go back to my house and I'm uh, and I forgot about the damn block party. I'm going, oh, crap. I can't park in front of my house. Damn it. 
So I go back to the parking spot, the only parking spot that was available that was in within 19 miles of my damn house. And what happens? Some punk ass that doesn't even live in the neighborhood that's a friend of somebody on the block parks in the space. And I realize it's someone that's a bit of a douche that I don't like in the first place. Don't hate him. Just don't like him. Just kidding. I hate him. And he he gives me that look. Like, ha, 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 got the spot, bastard. And I'm looking at him like, you mother. And the only thing I'm thinking of was I want to get out the car, walk up to him, shake his hand and says, listen, I know we don't get along or anything like that. And he's going to be going, I didn't realize you hated me. And I was going to go, ha, ha, it's a silent hate. Okay, I don't hate him. I just don't like him. But what I would like to do is, you know what, man, you and I should just get a cup of coffee and just talking you know what i'm saying because we always rub each other the wrong way hey i know a store nearby that sells good coffee let's go there and then i go back to the store and i say hey you go in there and get the coffee i'll wait right here and he's going to see her in that dress and there's no heterosexual male that's going to see that woman in that dress and not hit on her and then he'd hit on her and then she'd hit him with an rpg and then i'd go back to the spot and say oh please this guy's parked illegally and they tow the car away and then i put my car in and that okay I would not want to do that to the dude. I kind of do. <laughs> but I did kind of, you know, it was kind of a hairy situation with the, with the nutcase lady. I hate saying nutcase because that's, it's very, it's, I shouldn't say nutcase. I should say woman with um, bad relationship issues. That's more accurate to say. I can't, because nutcases has this bad connotation to it. So I apologize for using that. I'm just going to say woman with really horrible relationship issues and anger problems but i did have a fantasy about setting that guy up who took the last parking space up with that lady i really would love to have her drop kick his punk ass down the steps of taking that last spot and as i sat there for 10 seconds and stewed somebody who parked in front of that bastard got in their car and pulled off and then i drove in front of that guy parked in front of that guy and then i took my crap out of the trunk i came into the house and said hey i know what i'll do with this adventure that happened today I'll have it be the first segment of my podcast today. And that's exactly what just happened. (laughs) So as I record the rest of this podcast, the rest of the segments for this podcast or whatever I decide to do, if you hear some noise in the background or some kids running around, it's because there's a block party today. There's a lot of people outside. That's one of those hoppy, you know, those big um, balloons that shaped like a castle where little kids jump up and down and it's, one of those freaking things is out there, so that's going to be kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cute for the kids to play with and to play on, so that's going to be out there. And there's going to be a lot of barbecuing and all that kind of stuff. And even though it was annoying that I had to move my car, and I can't stand moving my car early in the morning when I don't have much sleep, I know that by the end of the day, I will have had a good time, and I will have had fun with everybody, and I'm looking forward to them coming over. <sighs> but I really, really wish they didn't make me move my car early in the morning because they almost got me shot and stabbed and blown up. Granted, in the beginning, I wouldn't have been. I would have been like, damn, I'm glad they made me move my car. I'm taking this perfect woman to Bang City. And then three months later, I show up later with the corn, two minutes late with the cornflakes. And all of a sudden, some Jap, some Chinese throwing stars fly by me and stick into the door. And I'm going to be going, where the hell did you get Chinese flowing, throwing stars from? It doesn't matter. My violence knows no bounds. As she smacks a pit bull in the face with one of my dirty socks, points at me and says, kill. <laughs> I am so glad I got out of that store. <sighs> I'm so glad I got out of that store. 
segment over. You know, folks, I don't like to use the word evil a lot, but there's a lot of evil things that are going along and going on in the world. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm talking about horrible political candidates who are pieces of crap or horrible local candidates who are pieces of crap or war-torn countries or, or, or criminals and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, those things are evil and horrible and disgusting, and I hate the crap out of them. But I'm not talking about that type of evil. That type of evil is a little too big. That's an all-encompassing evil. I'm talking about the little evil things that direct that directly affect you here and now on a daily basis. There are certain things that are evil and I want them to stop. You know what I'm saying? Even though you may not like this political political candidate or that political candidate, this thing is happening overseas and all that, that kind of stuff. In the grand scheme of things, on a day-to-day basis, even the stuff the political candidates do, it'll eventually trickle down to you. But there's some stuff that happens right in front of you that absolutely sucks. What's affecting you more? A horrible political candidate or that jackass that drives right in front of you out of an alley at 50 miles an hour doesn't even bother looking into the direction of the oncoming traffic. He's almost driving out as if to say, hey, I don't care. You'll stop. I don't care if I scare you and your kids to death. I don't care if you have to jam on your brakes and all of a sudden the top of your dashboard is covered in soda and big back sauce. I don't care. I don't care if you, the imprint of your kid's face is on the back of the chair. I know what you're thinking. He should have had his seatbelt on. He did have his seatbelt on, but now the car is upside down because I, you had to avoid that car and you crash into a pole. But this bastard doesn't even know that guy. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person that tries to cut in front of you in line at the supermarket. I'm talking about the person that doesn't hold the damn elevator for you when you're running late for work. And you might actually make it on time, but you already know these elevators take 12 minutes. If you miss this elevator, your punk ass will be down on the bottom floor for another 12 minutes. And that and you get upstairs and you're actually, you're actually 11 minutes late, meaning had you gotten on the elevator when that bastard didn't hold the door, you would have actually made it on time and nobody would have known you were rushing. But this bastard did that crap and that's the problem everyday evil everyday evil is what i'm talking about but let me tell you something else my friends on this saturday something of of evil is happening and it's happening to me and i don't like it now when obviously in the first segment of this show i told you about the, the the uh the block party that's literally happening outside my door right now i can hear the little kids running around and knocking crap over and they have that little and as it turns out you know that balloon you know they have that balloon enclosure where kids can get in it and jump up and down it's literally in my parking space that's where it is right now so now not only do i not have my parking space which i i've I've resigned myself to now i have little vomit machines jumping up and down in front of my house okay but i love the kids but right now they're annoying But here's the evil thing that's actually happening right now, and I'm upset by it, I don't like it, and I think there should be some laws that stop it. Granted, it only really applies to me, so it may be a little selfish for me to want this to be a law, but guess what? I don't care, punks. I want it to be a law. I want it to be illegal to have my hometown football team down in Philadelphia 
the Eagles as uh, be illegal for their games to be on, even in the preseason, up against UFC, my second favorite sport, damn it. Because tonight, that's exactly what's going to happen. The UFC starts at 6, the Eagles game starts at 7, which means the bulk of the goodness they'll be on at the same time. What kind of crap is that, you bastards, scheduling bastards? You knew that what was going on. I, you people make me sick. You punk-ass bastards. So now I'm going to have to flip back and forth between the two things, and I'm never really going to get the enjoyment of those of either one of those things. You know, these are both things that I would, under normal circumstances, just kind of sit down and enjoy the UFC fights and watch the ass-whippings, which is what I refer to them as, ass-whippings. Anybody that knows me knows I don't even say the UFC's on tonight. I say, hey, the ass-whippings are on, and they go, oh, UFC, and I go, yeah, I call UFC ass-whippings. And the Eagles are on. The birds, the birds, birds in the ass whooping to run at the same time. Oh, man, you must be mad. As a matter of fact, I am mad and I'm talking about it on the podcast because I'm that pissed off. You bastards. I'm not even going to be able to enjoy either one of them. And I know what's happened to some of you out there. It's happened where two things that you love are up against each other at the same period of time. And it just absolutely sucks. You know what's going to suck? It shows up. It actually sucks. And even the aftermath sucks because it sucked, sucked, and now sucks. Yeah, I said it. You know, I know damn well I'm going to turn over to watch the birds and somebody's going to get their ass knocked out. I'm going to turn back to watch something where the person gets his ass knocked out. And they're going, oh, it was an incredible touchdown. Too bad we didn't record it. I know what's coming, damn it. The only thing I can, it, it, it reminds me of this. And this is going to be a kind of a convoluted way of making the point. But quite frankly, <laughs> that's what I do. I have grand nieces and nephews now. They're little babies, not ba- not infants, but babies. You know, early single digits. And when they come over to the house, they see Uncle S, and they run into the house, and they scream Uncle S, and they run around in circles, and then they jump up on me if I happen to be standing, or if I'm on the couch, and they they come in, and they walk in the house, they run over to me, and they'll climb onto my lap, and they'll stand on my lap, and jump up and down saying Uncle S, Uncle S, Uncle S, Uncle S, while holding my face, and screaming and screaming, and they kiss my forehead, and they'll hug me, I love you Uncle S, and I say I love you too, you stinking monster, I don't want to say their names, and then they, that's the greatest thing in the world. It's great for about seven minutes, and then I look over at my relative, and it's like, and I'm still smiling at the kid, but they know the eyes of S, and the eyes of S says, I love the kid, but get the punk off my lap. I'm trying to watch the UFC fights in the football game, and quite frankly, I do want their schooling to go well. I do want their friendships to go well. I do have an interest in what they're doing during the course of the day, and under normal circumstances, I would love to hear their little stories. I would love to sit there at the table while they're telling me how much they love their toys, but right now, two people I don't know are beating the piss out of each other and I'm more interested in that. Or there's two people in uniforms with, with with animal prints on them running up and down the field and throwing a ball to each other. I'm more interested in that, punk. This game is only going to last three hours. These fights are only going to last three hours. Your little punk ass will still be here three hours from now. So, uh, well, you'll be alive three hours from now. You won't necessarily be in the house because <laughs> I'm throwing you all the hell out. But right now, you're not that important. That's what the eyes of S says, and my relatives know enough to go, okay, get the kid off of him. He wants to watch some stuff. But I do like spending time with the kids. I do. I love it. When they're not involved, when they're not blocking my games or anything. Right? And I remember sitting there with one of my little cousins. Well, actually, she was a, yeah, she was a cousin. 
and she was a little baby at the time, and she was telling me about what her day was like, and how she liked her new school, and how she liked her new dress, and was I, did I still think she was the princess, and I said, of course I do, and then all this kind of stuff, and she was really, really happy that an adult that loved her, and, and she that she loved was, was spending time with her, it's the same when she gets to spend her time with the most of her, obviously when her, when her mom or dad spent time, but now she doesn't get to see Uncle S as much as she used to, and now she was very happy to tell me about all this kind of stuff, and I enjoyed every second of that 25 minutes of a baby of the young lady uh, talking about crap that under normal circumstance I couldn't give a crap about but she was so happy I gave a crap about it because it made her happy and that was cool S. Anthony what the hell does this got to do with the UFC and football I mean what the fuck hey what are you a new listener you know I take the long road and it's worth it at the end so shut up punk and sit out oh uh, old listeners it's worth it just shut up this is what he does see fake voices that are really me I'm back to the story but here's the here's the here's what I'm talking about. Like I said, I love to spend time with the individual kids, just like I like to watch football and I like to watch UFC separately. But then comes a time when, oh no, it's not just one kid that wants to see Uncle S. It's two or three kids. In this scenario, we'll say two. And as you know, kids are not really good at waiting their turn and being patient and letting someone else go first. Oh no. What do they do? They both walk up to you at the same time and they're both yelling and screaming and screaming and yelling and now you had yeah, I had ice cream. I had I had cupcakes. I had that and I had and and under normal circumstances I would love to hear what they're saying under normal circumstances I would love to hear it. But right now there's two kids both standing up on my lap, both jumping up and down saying Uncle Lance, Uncle Lance, both of them kissing me on the forehead, both of them yelling about that they're at the same period of time and I'm trying to pay attention to one and one I'm trying to pay attention to one the other one grabs my face and turns it to them and then I'm trying to pay attention to that when the other one grabs my face and turns to me and I that they stand on my lap yelling and screaming crap and as it turns out I don't get to hear or understand anything that either one of them is saying because they're both talking at the same time what the hell see new listeners now do you see where I was going with that? Next time, don't doubt me, damn it. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> so that's what it felt. That's what it's going to feel like tonight when the UFC and the football game are on at the same time. Under normal circumstances, they're far apart. Under normal circumstances, the UFC is on Saturday or during the week sometime, and the NFL is over there on Sunday and Monday, and never the twain shall meet. That's the way it should be, my friends. But these bastards put this crap on at the same time. I'm wondering if the UFC and the NFL were on the phone when they were planning these things and going, you know what, um, S. Anthony, I kind of like him a little bit, but he's he promised he was going to start doing stand-up in 2016, and as it turns out, it's going to be early 2017. And I wanted to see his double genius stand-up material, and I got to teach that punk a lesson for not finishing writing that show as fast as he's supposed to. What do you want to do? <laughs> You're going to love this. You're going to think it's evil, but this will teach the bastard a lesson. Let him know that when he writes his material, he better write it faster. And when he promises he's going to go back out on tour, he better get his punk ass out on tour like he said he was. You're going to love this. He's originally from Philadelphia, right? Yeah. <laughs> he also loves your sport, the UFC. Yeah, it's true. Put them on at the same time. Oh, come on, man. It's just, this is horrible. I know. I'm mad at him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
Did you know that he actually? I'm at him because I'm I'm I'm, I'm UFC. I'm his, his number two sport. Well, I'm the NFL. I'm, I mean, you, you, this is America. You're never going to be number one. You know, the our teams are actually geographically located and actually represent either a city or or a region. They're teams, and you, you your sport is is an individual sport. I mean, they may, may be people from a specific city, but they don't technically represent the city. So you're never going to surpass us as far as popularity. Oh, I wouldn't be so so sure of that. Yeah, um, we are sure about that. Oh yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we fighting? We're here to antagonize and piss off S. Anthony. Oh, that's right. Sorry about that. So what do you say? Yeah, good. I want you to put. You, 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 uh, do me a favor. Put Paige Van Zant on so he can't turn the channel. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I'm gonna put his home team on, and I'm gonna make sure the best part of the game comes on when Paige Van Zant is fighting. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be so busy watching her, her fight and not being able to tan, change the channel. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that a whole lot of cool crap happens that he misses out on. That's evil. I know. Bastard. Get him. I'm sure that's actually what's happening. I know you're thinking I'm being delusional. I know you're just thinking it's a scheduling quirk, but is there anything really a scheduling quirk? Huh? Mm-hmm. You think it's a coincidence that something this horrible is happening to me? I should have known something was going down. I remember when I got this letter from the Illuminati. And I said, listen, you're not rich or famous or anything, but with your incredible talent and delicious looks, at some point you're going to be very, very rich, famous, and influential. And I said, well, yeah, of course I am. I can see myself. <laughs> And then they send the let another letter right after that, which was ironic because normally letters are sent out days in advance, but a letter came through the box that said, stop being a dick. And I went, oh. I said, well, what about you? you? You're supposed to be the Illuminati and you're sending letters, you cheap scum. And then I got a text on my phone, don't make us fuck you up. And I went, oh, shit. Okay, none of that actually happened. <laughs> But come on, man. Isn't it, I mean, isn't that, isn't that really kind of a good comparison? Two sports, you love them both. You want them. You want to. You would like to spend time watching each one individually, but they're both screaming for your attention at the same time. Two kids, you love them both. You love to spend time with them, but they're both screaming for your attention at the same time. And every time you try to show attention to one, the other one goes nuts. And every time you try to you just switch your attention to the other one, the other one goes nuts. You can't win. Well, tonight's a can't win for me. You scheduling bastards, putting my home team up against my second favorite sport. Yeah, that's just awful. The only thing that was worse, that was as bad as that, and this this was like really, really horrible, was I had a booker on the phone booking me for a comedy place that I've been wanting to work at for a long period of time. And the guy was a really strict, super ultra-professional guy. I've actually known him to hang up on people if they were distracted on the phone because he thought of them as unprofessional. If I'm talking to you about business, I really need your attention. Oh, it seems to me that you have a seems to me that you have something going on there, and you don't have the time to talk right now. Well, you can call me back when you have enough time to talk to me about business. And the person tried to call him back, and he wouldn't accept the guy's phone call. Oh no. So I finally get an opportunity to work at this place. And as it turns out, the phone rang, rang in the middle of an argument with a girlfriend who thought I was doing something that I wasn't doing. I've never cheated on anyone. And she thought I was taking one of her friends to Bang City. 
I didn't even know what friend she was talking about. And then when she told me what friend she was talking about, I'm thinking <laughs> that was never going to happen. If I never met you, okay, and that girl and I were on a desert island, I would bang the crap out of her because let's, let's keep it real. She's a, a attractive woman on a desert island, but am I an idiot? <laughs> that probably would have not have been a good thing to say. But as it turns out, she I, I would have she's not she was a beautiful woman, but not my cup of tea. So even if I hadn't been with that girlfriend, there would have been no reason for her to even think that. And the girl didn't like me that way. Just kidding, of course she did. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> God, I'm so glad I look like that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kind of a mess right now. Just kidding. No, I'm not a mess. Like I said, rapidly shrinking and looking better day by day. Shut up, bastards. Back to the story. So she's she's mad at me and the phone rings and it doesn't matter if she picks up the phone when the phone rings. We could be in the middle of getting it on after the first two years of dating. And she let me just answer this phone real quick and then we can finish. And then, hi, mom. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. But if I pick up the phone, knowing I'm waiting for a phone call from this important person, I pick up the phone. Hey, booker person who it took me a long time to get to, who's really, really a stickler for professionalism and will hang up on me at any moment if I am distracted from his attention. You've done that before when you're basically saying something into the phone to let the person next to you know to chill out for a minute, right? But she doesn't want to chill out. She's smart enough to not verbally say anything, but she's giving me the facial expressions and the hand motions. She's miming like Marcel Marceau over there, you know, and I'm trying to talk to the guy on the phone and try not to be distracted. And I'm sitting there going, Booker, I really need badly. Woman, I really need badly. Booker, I really need badly. Woman, I really need badly. And I'm sitting there between a rock and a hard place. <sighs> so I've been in this type of predicament before where two things are calling at me at the same period of time. And as it turns out, as I was talking to the booker on the phone, I started saying the amount he was going to pay me at these particular clubs out loud. And all of a sudden, the girlfriend did this new thing called shutting the hell up. She went, what? Shit. And walked out of the room, smiling. <laughs> and the booker said, hey, it was great talking to you, Mr. Thomas. All right, I have some dates for you, March 15th and 16th. Uh, we have this, and he gave me a bunch of dates and places that were great that paid some pretty good bread. So as it turns out, in that particular instance, it worked out. And I hung up the phone, and I was like, oh, that's great. I got the gigs and the bookings, and the girl that heard the money that I was going to be making, and she's, she's going to be happy now, you know, and she, she smiled when she walked out of the room. So I'm sure that now that, I, that she knows it, you know, she probably realized she was being silly, and, that, and, and, and now she's going to be cool. And then I say, okay, I'm off the phone now, and I think she's going to walk back out and say, oh, great, that was great that you got these bookings, because I know for a fact that you've been working to get to this guy for a long period of time, what a great moment that you're having. And then she walked back out and resumed yelling at me as if nothing had happened. And I said, well, why did you small smile when you walked out of the room? And she says, oh, I mean, it had nothing to do with you. You know, I just saw something on television at the corner of my eye that was funny. And I walked out of the room because I couldn't look at your ass. And I went, oh, I misread that. <laughs> and then she resumed to browbeat me for another hour until her friend actually came over. And then she said to her friend, if you want him, you can have him. And she goes, I'm, I came to tell you, I got back with my boyfriend. What are you talking about? And then she goes, well, you're not banging each other. And she goes, no, he's like a brother to me. And then she goes, oh, um, 
And then I go, so you believe her and not me? And she goes, well, and I went, why did I say that? I did. I was literally home free. And then I said something stupid like that because at that moment she would have felt guilty. And then I could have used that, you know, to get the bigger slice of cake in the refrigerator because I know she was going to claim the bigger slice of cake. And uh, but now I'm going to I'm not only not going to get a slice of cake, I might actually I might actually have some spit on my cake if I'm not looking correctly and not paying attention to it. She might spit on the cake because I was stupid. <laughs> I digress. So I know what it's like when there's two things calling at you at the same time, whether it be two little punk ass kids that you love, whether it be two sports that you love, or whether it be a big time booker that is no longer in business. So as it turns out, I should have just hung up on his no keeping on top of things ass and bastard and half of those gigs actually came through because his money laundering ass got, okay, that's a different story, bastard. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so as it turns out, you know, uh, I know what it's like to have two things calling at you at the same time. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to make sure that I can see this UFC stuff plus the football stuff at the same time. But you know what? I'm the kind of guy that can do it. Because as it turns out, while I'm recording this segment of the podcast, I'm actually simultaneously doing open heart surgery on one person, brain surgery on another person, playing operations successfully with my left foot and with my right hand doing this show. Because that's the kind of guy I am. Someone who just lied to you. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that I can actually figure out a way to watch both. I'm, I'm a, by the time you hear this, it, obviously all of that crap will be over because this is. Gonna, I usually put up the show at uh, midnight on Monday, which is like you know Sunday into Monday, midnight on uh, mon- midnight on um, a midnight on Sunday or twelve a.m. Monday, same thing. God dang it! No, it's actually it's not the same thing. But you know what I'm saying? Twelve a.m. Monday. Okay, damn it. Which shouldn't even matter to you because you're probably subscribed already. But if you're in the future, you're a future audience member who are just listening to the show and realizing that I'm a quadruple genius and a delicious man. Subscribe to this damn podcast, you bastard. That way it'll come to your phone and you don't have to worry about when it comes out. It'll just come out and you can go, God, that guy's incredible. He's just a double genius. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. I've actually been upgraded to quadruple genius. There's no level higher than that. Or is there? So, folks, wish me luck. Wish me luck, man. I'm going to try to watch the UFC fight, and I'm going to try to watch the birds at the same time. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that I don't miss something. I really am. Hold on. Okay, uh, make sure that the double is his cerebellum, and because of the brain surgery I'm doing right now, make sure you could do that thing with his brain thing, and the heart stuff fix that up. <laughs> I'm not doing those things right now. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to just name this episode I Digress because the stuff I actually wrote down for this crap has been veered off. So I veered off of it so many times, as you probably figured out. I, you know, that's actually, I think I'm actually just going to name this episode I Digress. You dig? Segment over. All right, I, I got to talk about this. This, this is just something that, that struck me as funny. Um, I do a lot of driving, obviously, for what I do, and I'm traveling around. And... Uh, <laughs> 
And every time I, I drive through, depending on what shows, because you can tell by the shows what the demographics of the show is. And if you're listening to sports shows, they, they're also going to put in old people commercials to mix them in. They have the, the beer, drink beer, don't don't drink, drink the beer, get hot women, drive fast cars and be a man, you know, that kind of crap. And then they, <laughs> and they always have these commercials, you know, from mom. Your mom was there in the beginning, wasn't she? Right? Remember when you were a little girl? Hi, Mommy. Hi, dear. That's right. She was there for the skin knees, for the teeth pulling, helping you with homework. Your mother was there. And then when you were an ungrateful piece of crap teenager who thought she knew nothing, Mom, you know nothing. Die, bitch. Honey, don't say bitch. She was there. She wanted to kill you, but she chose not to. Why? Because she's your mom. And also... She wasn't confident in her ability to wipe her fingerprints off the gun and bullets. And she's seen too many episodes of CSI Miami to think that she could get away with getting rid of all the gunshot residue. And then you became an adult. Hi, Mom. Hi, dear. And you appreciated her because now you have your own ungrateful little bastard who treats you like crap, too. But now you're an older lady yourself. You're middle-aged. And your mom's 900 years old. Hi, Mom. Hi, dear. Isn't it time you take care of your mom now, you ungrateful, ungrateful, ungrateful person? Hmm? It's time for you to wipe your mom's ass. Yeah, she wiped your ass. It's time for you to wipe her ass. Remember when she had to feed you food because you didn't have any teeth? Well, <laughs> vice versa, my friend. It's time to take care of your mom. But I notice there's never any dad commercials. Never. Yes, I know why. I know dudes live less long than women. Seven or eight years, women live seven or eight years longer. And sometimes guys will date women 10, 15 years younger, so you have to add that time onto it too. So she's going to be around two decades after your punk-ass croaks, and then the kids will will be taking care of her. I get it. I understand that. But can't dad be taken care of too? Can't you help dad out a little bit? Some guys actually live longer than their wives. Yeah, that's right. Some guys are really, really helpful, you know, genetically able to live longer than their wives or maybe their wives passed away young. We don't know that. And that's the case. And there's enough of them where you could have a thriving business that caters to dad. But you don't get that, do you? All you get is commercials for taking care of your elderly mom. And sometimes they're mixing the commercial where you have somebody where you take care of your mom and dad. But you really know it's really about mom and dad's punk ass is just kind of hanging along just like in the house. I don't care if you had the house before you got married. The second you get married and have kids, punk, that is not your house anymore, punk. You are going to sit in the basement and watch football when they let you. And that's all you're going to do. Then they're going to push a button. The light's going to come up. And then your punk ass is going to have to go back upstairs and lift something heavy or open up a car, a jar or some crap or some bug or some crap or somebody's rat ringing the doorbell or some crap, some crap where your disposable punk ass is necessary. And occasionally she'll go, you know what? I really need to to get it on and she'll allow you to come up there and get it on and then that's it. But for the most part, punk, that's what you're going to do, dad. Yeah, that's right. You just go, why don't you just go squeeze your ass into a toolbox, punk? Because that's what you are. And then when you get old and you can't 
pick up heavy crap anymore and all of that crap. They're just going, why should we waste our time even having commercials for their old asses? He's a dude. He's going to croak, and it'll be just the mom. I'm not even going to waste time with his punk ass. Yeah, that's right. You know why I'm telling the truth. It's been a, it's a, it's been a comedic cliche forever that Mother's Day when they get the flowers and the biggie, 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 and Father's Day you get horse crap gifts. Dads don't want gifts on Father's Day. They don't. I've never been a dad, but I know I wouldn't want gifts for my kids on Father's Day because I know the gifts are going to suck. You want to do something for me on Father's Day when I have kids? Go in the basement and play in the basement and stay down there and leave me the hell alone for one hour straight. How about that? You want to give me something for my father? for father's day honey you know what i want for father's day the same thing i've been trying to get from you since last thursday but you kept saying you were too tired how about some of that that's what i want okay i'm a faithful man i don't want to bang the secretary but you better start giving it up okay he would not actually say that because he'd get killed But a place for mom. I actually heard a play. I was in a car and it amused me. I laughed my ass off when I heard this commercial because it just cracked me up. It was a sincere commercial. It was a sweet commercial. A place for mom. A place for mom. And they rattled off the virtues of this place. But there was no a place for dad. No, there was no place for dad. What would the place for dad be called? Hmm? What would it be called? Dad. Fuck him. Your dad wasn't shit. Yeah, I know I'm cursing in a commercial, but what difference does it make? You know your dad wasn't shit. Talking about he's working on the road. You know damn well he wasn't working on the road. He wasn't even having an affair. He just took jobs on the road so he could stay away from your little snot lows punk asses. And he stayed away long enough because his wife wasn't even paying attention to his dumb ass. And uh, he can't stand y'all. He'd rather sit there eating some pork and beans out of a can in some place in Kentucky trying to sell something out of a stupid suitcase than hang out with your punk asses. That's right. And now he's old and he has no choice but to be around you. And he realizes he was right to stay away because your little ungrateful asses were worth nothing to him. Okay, your mom died and now you got to talk to him and you realize you don't like him in the first place. But he's got you got he gave you half of your DNA and, you know, you, you don't know whether or not he took your punk asses out of the will. So you got to suck up to his old ass. So you got to find a place for dad. <coughs> hey, sir, yeah, we're we looking for a place for our dad, uh, you know, because he can't stay in the house by himself after mom passed away. You know, he just he's want to walk around. He's kind of lonely. So we want to put him someplace. I got some place for him. This is our place here. So that's why we call it the place for that. You know, your commercial was kind of vague. Um, I, mean, I mean, all I saw was a sign out there. It was basically just a guy holding a paper sign that said, dad fuck him and then he had an arrow pointing to the front door i mean it's just you should be a little more professional than that for what it's a dad this is true fuck that all right now what do you got all right look over there you see that hose over there that's running trickling onto the floor right there yes well that right there that's the pool you know your dad your dad could just hold the hose up a little bit put a little more water on the floor roll around it and then he can clean himself when that we got a bottle of dish detergent over there he can clean himself up over there and there's that see that grass over there that pile of grass yeah that's his bed he can, th- he can throw his old ass on that there you know what i mean what if you have any doctors on site <laughs> the man's a thousand why would we waste our time with doctors he's gonna croak in about six weeks anyway right 
pretty much true. Yeah, so what the hell difference does it make? Look, what difference does it make? It's not like you're going to come visit him, all right? So shut your mouth. Give me the $50 and then leave his old ass over there by the bubble thing over there. But what about food? See that trash can over there, the big dumpster? Yeah, there's a ladder in front of it. He can crawl up in there and get, get some uh, bones and crap and eat that crap there. I mean, it's a dad. Who cares what the hell happened to him? He's a dad. This is true. Fuck him. All right. And then when you leave, would be too. To make your dad feel at home, we come by and we show him pictures of all the vacations you go on that he could have gone on with you if you cared about him. And then we show him a suspicious picture of you on vacation with his, his wife, your mother, who he thought was dead, but now he realizes she faked her death just to get away from his miserable ass. And then you see the swimming instructor and we show him pictures of the swimming instructor giving it to her really, really good like he couldn't do ever during the marriage. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> A place for dad. Just kidding. Dads, fuck them. I don't know. Maybe that's why I decided. Well, I shouldn't say. Well, maybe that's why I'm not a dad now. You know, because even now, sometimes I'll do something for people and they'll be completely. And I'm just an uncle and a cousin and a friend of the family. And you do something for somebody and they're freaking ungrateful, unbelievably ungrateful. I was hanging out with a, with a buddy of mine. And he didn't have any cash on him, and the daughter comes running in. Oh, I need a certain amount of money to get this thing done, but I need to get it done right now. Because I'm in the car's outside of me. He goes, oh, I got to go to the ATM. I don't have time for you to go to the ATM. Hey, man, I said, how much is it? And she told me the amount. And, it was, and I had it in my wallet. And I was like, all right, here, take it. And I gave, oh, thank you, Mr. S. You're the greatest. Just kidding. She didn't say that. She just took it and ran out. You know, no big deal. She was in a hurry. No big deal. So I go back over to my friend's house. She comes back from the trip, right? He gave me the bread back. She sees me, and I say, hey, and she walks right past me like she didn't see me. Didn't even bother saying thanks for the money, Mr. S. None of that crap. She just walked past me like, shut up, punk. I got what I need. F you. A place for friends of dad. Here, Mr. S. Anthony, now that you're 90 years old and our dad croaked and he told us to take care of you, we took you to this place called a, pl- a place for friends of our dad. Okay, see that hose over there? That's the pool. You just take the water up and you put the water on the ground. You roll around and there's some distant detergent over there and you can take care of yourself like that. It's a big pot of leaves over there that's where you sleep and that dumpster over there there's a there's, there's a there's a hand there's a ladder in front of it if you want to find you want to get something to eat you crawl up the ladder you fall into the dumpster and you eat the scraps of whatever is left over a place for friends of dad <laughs> i just I, it just it just it just struck me as weird that you know you know they just they, they literally just had nothing for dads you know i'm not a dad yet but what I do know is this, before I have kids, I'm going to find an old folks home that's cool. I'm going to go there. I'm going to prepay for that crap. If I have, the, I'm going to make sure I have enough money. I'm going to make sure I'm at least rich enough to prepay for my own crap. I'm going to find a place that's good and I'm going to set it up for myself. And that way, if I have kids, when those ungrateful bastards decide, hey, okay, dad became famous and now that that crap, because at that point, I, hopefully I will have become famous and rich at that point instead of my punk ass now. And then I'll, they'll be, okay, dad, we want to put you in a home that's horrible so we can take all of your money. I'm going to go, ha ha, nice try, jackasses. Go listen to that podcast I did 60 years ago. Wait a minute. You have it set up. You had it prepaid before we, that's right. And in the will, I left you both six bucks. F both of you. A place for kids. Fuck them. 
Hey, Mr. Thomas, we have a place where we're going to put your kids. It's called Not In Your House because you sold it from under them. Yeah, that's right. And what about their inheritance? Oh, we took it, we took it. We actually used it to for the gold digger that's going to be showing up at the old folks' home and banging your 90-year-old ass. Well, 60 years from now, it'll actually be 107, but that's the point. That, what the point. It doesn't matter for this fantasy. Shut up. And it's the, the gold digger that you're going to be banging until you die. And then we have it's a special instructions where she actually has to take the money and wave it in front of them and laugh as she drives off in one of the cars you also gave her for banging you at 107 yeah that's right i'm sorry if this sounds a little harsh but i haven't been a dad yet and i know that i'm going to be an older dad when i become a dad which means i'll be in the old folks home when my kids are younger when i have them and i don't want them punks to put me someplace that sucks so future kids if you're listening to this i'm telling you right now I'm a couple hundred steps ahead of your punk asses. If you even think about putting me in some lame-ass old folks' home where I'm going to actually hand out bed sores at the front door, I ain't going in there, all right? I'm, you're not going to put me in some old folks' home when I walk in and the person who's actually supposed to be taking care of me has a, has a, has a punching bag shaped like me and they're hitting the punching bag saying, I was just warming up for beating you down as soon as your kid leaves. Hell no, punk. You're going to put me someplace good and you're going to come by every damn week at random intervals so they won't know when you're coming and you're going to take good care of my ass because if you don't, large chunks of your inheritance are going to be taken away, punk. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry for the that I'm digressing, podcast audience, but sometimes you got to lay down the law for your future kid bastards. Yeah, that's right. Don't tell me you don't, you, you, you don't have a fear of that. You turn 97 years old, they put you into some old folks' home, and you find out that the old folks' home was sponsored by Alpo Dog Food, and the person behind the counter in the cafeteria gives you your food in a bowl and starts laughing at you. Yeah, you know you're afraid of that crap, and so am I. So future your kids you bastards you better put me someplace good i'm not famous and rich now but by the time you hear this i will be and i got something surprises for your punk asses yeah that's right i'm sorry folks i'm, I'm in one of those moods today damn it I, 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 I just saw that to listen to that damn commercial i just pictured some punk ass kids in the future shifting my old ass off to some place you're not gonna soil and green my ass look it up you're not gonna soil and green my ass you bastards that's all i gotta say so if you if you have kids now set up your own old folks home don't let those punk you may have great kids now you may be a young parent and your kids five and runs up and says i love your mommy i love your daddy and then they hug you well you know what you need to do when they do that take a hand mirror and put it around your neck and see whether or not they have a sinister smile on their face they may be stewie griffin and you don't even know about it i love you dad i love you too son and then you look behind their shoulder and you hear that music dun, dun, dun. i love you to death death dad <laughs> this business is mine you old bastard you know what i'm saying protect yourself from your kids yeah that's right protect yourself from those bastards I put you in a place called Dad. Fuck them. You know what's coming, bastards. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast, episode number two thirty. And I want to thank you guys once again, man. I can't thank you guys enough for always listening to this crap. You know, you give me good feedback, and you're really nice to me, and you say good crap, and I appreciate it. I really, really do. You know, so much so that's why I call you bastards. 
I don't just call anyone bastards. I only call the people I like bastards. I only call my personal friends bastards. And now all of you weirdos, I call you bastards. Why? Because I like you bastards. Right? I mean, let's keep it real, man. I usually wind up giving nicknames to anybody that's close to me. And I don't care whether you're going to get the nicknames, whether you like it, punks. And all of you are bastards because I love you. Right. There's people that I've actually shows I've been on that I like a lot. You know, Michael Salamone show my podcast revolution mates. I got news for you, Michael. You may go by Michael Salamone because that's what your parents call you. But I got news for you in my head. I call you Mikey Sal's and that's what you're going to get punk in my head. I haven't decided whether to call you that in person, but in my head, I call you Mikey Sal's deal with it. And B-Rob, you already have a nickname, B-Rob. But guess what, sucker? You're B in my head. When I refer to you, I refer to you as B. That's right. Deal with it, punk. And as far as Hoagie hating Ray, well, you're Hoagie hating Ray. You're the only person that has a nickname longer than their actual name. (laughs) So... Hoagie Hayden Ray, your nickname is the only one as of right now that's actually longer than his actual name. Deal with it, punk. Now, as far as everybody else, thank you, you bastards. How much you know how much I love you. I appreciate you very, very much for sticking with me all this time. On oct in October or late October, I'll be entering year three. It'll be the end of year three. So we're a couple of months, like a month and a couple of months away from three years of doing this crap and i want to thank all your bastards of, for being here i'll thank you even more profusely when the actual three third year anniversary shows up so but in advance thank you your bastards for being around as long as you have i appreciate you <coughs> see how i keep it real i cough and i leave it in because i'm a professional <laughs> All right. So make sure if you haven't, and I know that a lot of you are actually are um, my old time bastards are already doing this. But if you're listening to this in the future, if you're a new bastard, do me a favor, you new bastard. Follow me on the other social media because I'm beginning to use them. I now have Facebook live on Facebook. But um, yeah, so go to Facebook and look up as Anthony says. That's my verified, 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 verified page on Facebook. Uh, obviously, I'm on Twitter at, at S. Anthony Thomas. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. The email address to me on this show for me, and I read my own email, is talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O S. Anthony at gmail.com. So stop using the other address because I don't use it anymore, and you'll be writing into the ether. Use that one. I'm on, uh, of course, I'm also on, uh, let's see, I'm on, oh, I'm on Instagram at, this is going to surprise you, S. Anthony Thomas. I know, shocking. (laughs) Much love to every last one of you, in all sincerity, taking the comedic cadence out, uh, just me talking to you. Uh, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you, the fact that you dig this weird-ass show. Um, means a lot to me to, you know, to get the, the email and all the kind words. I appreciate it. Now back to the comedic cadence. You better had your bastard. See, I'm like two dudes. <laughs> I will see you next week. And it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me on the phone, on a treadmill, running down the street, skydiving. If you got the earphone buds in your ear and you listen to this crap, you're a bastard and I love you. Until next week, on the count of three, you know what I'm about to say. S.
Anthony.